This is the Busy People Podcast hosted by Nicole Hope and Victoria Albuquerque. Dropping knowledge on all things health, wellness, and lifestyle because you're never too busy to learn something new. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Busy People Podcast. Um, in today's episode, we chat with astrologer and writer Pooja Robinson. She breaks down all things astrology. She talks about not just our zodiac signs, but sun, moon, rising signs. Um, and she even gives us a little outlook on um, 2023 and what's going on in the universe, which was really cool. Um, so I think, I don't know, I mean, whether you're new to astrology or, um, a total like horoscope junkie, I think she gives us some, some great info. What I thought was so interesting was that, well, we found out that we have the same moon sign and rising sign. Basically, this is so crazy because we went to the moon thing on Sunday. We looked up our moon sign. We find out we have the same one, find out we have the same rising sign and basically confirmed why we're friends. So, yeah, because we are different signs and we're sun signs now we know what we're saying oh yeah D- oh sorry yes different sun signs but and it just i don't know it's just funny to me because uh, i've felt like our whole lives people have been like oh you guys are so different like <laughs> but we're really not when you think about it so it just made a lot of sense obviously confirmed why we're soulmates what we or yeah we what we already knew i guess um and it's just i don't know pretty cool it was awesome i loved it and i honestly am looking at astrology in a totally different way i've never been more than just like check out a few things about my sun sign um yeah but i am really interested in doing like a birth chart and seeing all that it's just so cool yeah when she puts she puts it into perspective where it's like okay you're not just looking up like what's happening to you but more about who you are and and what that means in your relationships or your day-to-day or your career choices. I mean, there's so much. And you brought up a good point of like you can use this almost as like a therapy, mm-hmm. <laughs> a form of therapy, which is really cool. Love it. All right. Yeah. Tune in. Awesome. Bye. We are back with another episode of the Busy People Podcast, and today we have Pooja Robinson, who is an astrologer, who is currently based in Tucson, Arizona. So Pooja, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to learn a little bit about astrology. Um, And if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself a little bit and telling us how you kind of found yourself on this path, or if you've always been on this path, and how you made it to become an astrologer. Yeah, definitely. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so astrology has always been in my world, um, but it kind of became official, official over the last um, three years. That's how long I've been doing readings. Uh, This this October, it'll be four years. Um, But my mom's a hippie. Um, (laughs) I always preface any introduction with that um, because yeah, she's like old school hippie. So she very much was uh, encouraging my brother and I to really commune with nature and to, you know, go out and um, look at the stars and to learn the constellations and to just really be in connection with the earth. 
Um, and I know nowadays when we think about astrology, we think so much of pop culture astrology where it's like, oh, haha, I'm an Aries. I have these problematic tendencies. Don't mind me. Um, not that I'm calling out Aries. We all have problematic tendencies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think people are really used to that kind of like horoscope, zodiac vibe. Um, but really, you know, astrology back in the day was about um, communing with nature. Astrology and astronomy used to go hand in hand. So astronomy, right, is the study of celestial bodies um, in the sky. And astrology is the study of what those celestial bodies are doing to us as humans on Earth. Um, so, yeah, I like to kind of practice a more spiritual, um, esoteric um, evolutionary style of astrology. Um, but yeah, I mainly got in, into it through my mom. Um, and then through a series of trials and tribulations in my life, I, I just felt really lost. And I was like, okay, who am I, you know, outside of being a friend, outside of, you know, having a job, outside of being a family member. Um, and so I started to study my birth chart to, to get an understanding of who I was at my core. And so do you find that or do you feel like astrology is really just a study and anyone could go on a path of studying astrology and being comfortable doing readings as you do now? Yes, absolutely. It's it's a modality. It's a system. And the cool thing is that it's been, um, you know, created and um, uh, bettered and redefined and um, explored over thousands of years in various different cultures. Um, but it is ultimately that it's a study, um, it's a practice. And, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, even the most seasoned astrologers, they're like, oh, I, I still don't know anything about astrology, um, because it's this black hole and you can just continue to learn more and more things. Um, because again, it's like Egyptians were using astrology. Um, it's a very, very, very old, um, practice and study. Thank you for that. And I'm glad that you touched on kind of like the definition of what astrology is, because I feel mm -hmm. like, um, you know, people know maybe their zodiac sign and they look at the horoscope, their horoscopes, as you were mentioning, but do we really know like what it is? I guess I'm curious if you can kind of um, give us a little bit more detail on how that can help people or how the study of astrology or better understanding astrology can actually help us in our own lives. Um, I think a good starting point for um, astrology as a tool um, as something that's beneficial is uh, just kind of what I spoke to, how I use it personally, like right off the bat, that idea of understanding who you inherently are at your core, at a soul level, um, because your birth chart contains all of that. And when you start to explore that, you're like, whoa, this this really makes sense. And this really feels like me. And oh, this is this is actually kind of like scarily accurate. Um, and then it can become, you know, from that place, it can be a jumping off point of, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Like all of these beautiful parts and pieces of me. Yes, some of them might be complex. Yes, some of them might be contradictory, but they're still me. And so how can I honor and own and accept and love all of these different parts of me? Um, so it's great for self-study for self-exploration, um, but it's also great for understanding others, again, at a very soulful level and offering them, you know, empathy and compassion when you see, you know, the circumstances that they're working with and under. Um, and then it's great for just really understanding kind of 
your soul, like your soul, but also your life's kind of path and growth. Um, as you're moving through this life, um, things can feel so random and unstructured and chaotic. <laughs> and I think astrology is this really beautiful gift because it gives us context and insight and a better understanding of, oh, I'm going through this specific thing because it's offering me these lessons or because my soul is ready to um, evolve or grow. Yeah. No, I love that. And I really never even thought about kind of how that could help you have empathy or compassion for other people and understanding the people in your life and having better relationships. That's really cool. Um, what do you, what do you think is one misconception that people have, um, or one of the misconceptions that people might have about astrology? Um, that's a great question. Um, that it's not real. <laughs> um, and I think that's something that, you know, myself and other fellow astrologers would agree on is that you don't have to believe in it. And I'm definitely not here to convince anyone. Um, you right. know, I learned that pretty early on. Like, you know, if you, if you're into it, that's great. If you're not, that's totally great too. Um, but yeah, you don't have to believe in astrology for it to work. Um, so I think that's kind of a misconception is that it's fake or that it's, um, people just putting a lot of like symbolism into something. Um, again, I think it's the horoscopes that can kind of create that, that idea of it being really silly or, um, it just being very broad. Like how can all Capricorns be the same? Mm. Um, they're not, <laughs> they're definitely not. Um, and again, that's where if you actually dive deeper into studying your birth chart, if you dive deeper into researching and actually understanding astrology, it's like, Oh, whoa, this actually explains so much of the details and the nuance um, and the things that horoscopes won't. Right. So I think that's probably the biggest misconception is that that it's not real. Um, and again, you don't have to believe in it for it to work. Like it's it's working for you. It's working you whether you yeah. believe it in it or not. Well, so. let's talk about the birth chart. Can you kind of explain what is that and what does that actually tell us? Um, so your birth chart is basically a map of your soul the second you took your first breath. So if you know your birth time um, and where you were born um, and your birthday, hopefully you know two of those things, um, then you are able to look at this chart um, and it shows where the planets were the day that you were born. Um, and so it contains, again, so much about you. It shows your natural um, strengths, weaknesses, um, habits, patterns. It can show your relationship with your family. It can show your relationship with money, with love, um, with friends, with career. Um, it seriously has like everything about you in there. Um, and sometimes I'll have people, you know, maybe I'll be at, I don't know, a coffee shop or some something like with a friend of a friend and they'll be like, oh, look at my birth chart. And I'm like, are you sure you want me to look at your birth chart? Like I can see everything about you in this. Um, and I do warn people too. I'm like, okay, just again, so you know, I can see everything. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's your birth chart is it's a map of you. It's a map of your soul. Um, and if you use it in a, um, if you use it in a way that is productive and healthy, it can kind of be a compass that guides you through life. Um, yeah, it's, it's you. Okay. So is this what's going to give you insight to what your like sun, moon and rising signs are? And if you can maybe talk about what those are, because I feel like, again, people are super familiar with their zodiac sign, but even like Nicole and I were chatting before we were speaking with, with you and I had no idea what my rising sign was. Um, 
And yeah, Nicole and I just found out that even though she's a Capricorn and I'm a Sagittarius, we have the same rising sign and the same moon sign. And I don't know, does that mean something? Is that why we've been able to have a 35-year friendship? Like That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Is that like a coincidence yeah. or not? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, yeah, so your birth chart has all of that. It'll show the rising. It'll show the sun, the moon, the other planets, uh, different points. Um, yeah, I mean... So your sun sign is, and again, that's something people are very familiar with, um, but your sun sign is essentially you. It's how you identify. It is your kind of um, energy, your reason for being, for existing. It's your personality. Um, It's kind of this, uh, I guess, almost vehicle in a way that we have to um, use to exist in the world. So the sun is definitely tied to ego. Um, and that's not a bad thing at all, but again, it's like how you show up in the world. So you're taking on the traits of, you know, a Sag and a cap and being like, okay, I need to show up in the world and be, you know, this, um, teacher or this explorer or this adventurer, or I need to show up in the world and I need to work hard and I need to take control of a situation and I need to, you know, be in charge or be the leader. It's again, these like energies and this personality that you take on so that you can exist in this, in this world, in this space. Does that make sense? Totally. Yes. So yeah, again, we're all kind of familiar with our sun signs. Um, our moon signs, my personal favorite, um, is our inner world. Like our, our emotions? Body. Yes. So it's like our emotional body. Um, I consider it our inner child. Okay. Um, so if anyone's into inner child work, it can be really helpful to understand your moon sign, understand its needs and its tendencies. Um, it's, you know, your moon comes out when you're with people that you're comfortable with, you know, friends, family. Um And it's your kind of instinctual responses to things. So again, even though maybe, you know, Cap and Sag are running the show, the, you said it was Pisces moons, right? Both Pisces moon. Yeah. Okay. It was it Libra rising. What was your share? Okay. Yeah. So even though, again, you guys are both um, Cap Sag, it's the Pisces moon. That's really like um, internally processing and kind of running the show of um, again, even though out here, you might be more um, outwardly, you know, ambitious and fiery and passionate and confident internally. You're like, Hey, that hurt my feelings (laughs) or like, Oh, Hey, I need to go have a little cry. Like after this meeting is done, that was like really heavy or challenging for me. Um, so yeah, it's our, it's our internal being. Um, and then our rising sign, it's not a planet. It's actually one of the houses. Um, it's the first house it's, I like to think of our rising as it's our perception of the world. So it's kind of like the sunglasses that we're wearing. Um, and so, you know, if you're a Libra rising, um, you know, your kind of perception and outlook on the world is, you know, this is a place where I want to find balance, create balance, create beauty. Um, this is a place where I feel that connection and collaboration is important. I want to understand the world around me. I want to share information with other people. Um, So yeah, if you have similar moon and rising signs with people, absolutely, it can create a really great relationship because uh, moon, moon connections are, again, it's kind of like your internal self just naturally feels comfortable with this other person. There's a familiarity, there's a comfort, there might be like a feeling of kind of like soulmate energy. Um, And then our rising sign, again, because it's how we're viewing the world, that shared outlook or perception of the world makes it easier to navigate things together because you're processing things in the same way. 
Does that make sense? I mean, so much sense. It just kind of gave total insight to our entire friendship, to be honest. Because <laughs> on the outside, people look at us like they are total opposites. Like, how have these two been best friends for their whole lives? But we really are in the way we think about things and process things and want to do th- like all that is the same so what were you gonna say Nick? yeah we are very no I was gonna say we are very similar and total soulmate friends yeah like we've probably known each other in many lives but mm-hmm. um because like the way that we connected as children and now that we're 35 years later still connected as and we've both grown so much yeah at different parts in our lives and like have always stayed connected uh, it makes total sense. Yeah, that's wild. And how we like mm-hmm. never looked into that or knew that. <laughs> um, See, and I feel like that kind of just like adds to my point of you don't have to believe in astrology, right, but right. astrology <laughs> believes in you. There you go. Um, you mentioned something about the houses. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because um, I don't know what any of that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I feel like before I talk about the houses, I kind of need to talk about the planets um, just to kind of give it more context. Yes, great. So um, again, the planets, we're all familiar with our sun sign, um, but there is moon, Mercury, um, Venus, Mars. Uh, those are the personal planets. Um, those act as um, kind of, again, personality indicators. Um, and they show, again, like how you are embodying or operating. Um, so like I said, sun, self, moon, inner self, emotions, uh, Mercury, mind, how we communicate, Um, our thoughts, our logic, Um, Venus, how we love, how we connect with others, Um, Mars, how we uh, react and take action, our energy, our drive. Um, So yeah, there are all of these different parts of our um, psyche and our being. Um, And then from there, you place them into signs. So sun in Capricorn, sun in Sagittarius, moon in Pisces, moon in Virgo. Um, So again, if the moon is our emotional body, when it's placed in the sign of Virgo, suddenly the moon has to to express itself through that specific zodiac sign. Um, And then the final layer there is adding in the houses. So again, with moon and Virgo example, um, someone is trying to express their feelings in a way that is organized, that is logical, that is practical. Um, And that's actually where moon and Virgos may struggle because emotions are messy and they're not logical and they're not practical. Um, And so maybe this person has their moon in Virgo in the sixth house. Um, And so the houses represent different areas of life. Um, And so the sixth house is about health and it's about work. So maybe when this person gets upset, they clean. They're like, I need to clean my entire house. Like I just have to. Or it could be with moon and Virgo in the sixth house, they work in an environment where they're able to take care of people, where they're they're able to organize or to um, improve things. So maybe that's as a nurse, maybe that's as someone who literally cleans things. Um, but yeah, so the houses each represent a different area of life. Um, and there's 12 of them and they range from like the very kind of you know, casual, this makes sense. It's career related. It's related to love to the more esoteric where it's like, okay, this has to do with your, literally your dreams when you're sleeping. This has to do with like your soul, with your spirituality. This has to do with shadow work. This has to do with trauma. Um, It has both again, kind of the psychological and the physical and the tangible. Okay. So, I mean, to me, that sounds very personalized, right? Or each individual uh, person, but what about when people are making like blanket statements like Mercury's in retrograde? That's for mm-hmm. everybody? 
Yes, exactly. So that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, we have, we're all existing right under, under the sky, under the planets. So we all are impacted by what's going on. So collectively we're learning lessons collectively. We're going through things. Um, but also, you know, that that's where it becomes personalized too, when you look at your birth chart. So when Mercury's retrograde, we're all kind of slowing down and processing things. Um, but if you look in your birth chart to see what house it's going through, that's where it becomes personalized. And it's like, oh, okay, you're actually processing or rethinking this thing. Um, whereas, you know, your neighbor is going through a completely different thing. But again, you guys both will have that common feeling of like, oh, things just are funky. Things are not working correctly. I'm like rethinking, revisiting, reimagining this specific thing. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and then what about the elements? What, what do the elements say about our personalities? Oh, I love the elements. Um, so <laughs> the elements are just helpful in adding again, kind of like another layer of context, um, to individuals. So, Fire in astrology um, is about action. It's about action. It's about movement. It's about passion. Um, and then air is more about um, connection, communication, um, exchange of ideas, information. Um, and then water is about emotion, uh, intuition, feeling, sensing. And then earth is about more of the kind of logical, practical, grounded, tangible things. So this can be helpful because in our birth charts, um, it'll actually show how many of each element that we have. And so say you don't have any air in your chart, you might be someone who struggles with communication. Maybe you've been told that you need to deliver things with more tact. Maybe you're afraid of public speaking. Maybe you're, you feel like you're not a good writer. Um, maybe you have, you know, no fire in your chart. So it's really hard for you to take action on things. Um, you know, maybe you have a ton of air, so you have all these ideas, but without the fire, you don't know how to actually, you know, assert yourself and, and do them and move towards them. So the elements again can show, um, you know, the, the balance within ourselves, um, and that can be helpful because, again, if you're lacking one element, you can bring it in intentionally or you can connect with people who have a bunch of that element um, and who can help you um, improve on cer certain parts of your uh, life. Is it bad that I'm like thinking of so many people I work with right now and like <laughs> what they're lacking? I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, that makes sense. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. And you're like, no, no offense to Aries. And I was yeah. like, I know a few <laughs> troubled Aries. <laughs> Oh, funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, so, okay. I have a couple like questions that I was thinking about as you were talking, but I didn't want to cut you off. So if people don't know their time of birth, cause I think that's probably the one thing that a lot of people don't have the information. How important is that? And if you're off by like five minutes, is that making a massive shift or change? Um, so Sadly, it's very important. <laughs> um, kind of the nice thing is that you do have options. So I know that some, there's like various reasons you may not have your birth time. Um, sometimes, you know, certain states or countries just don't put it on the birth certificate or maybe your birth certificate got lost. Uh, but I have had clients who have literally ordered their long form birth certificate to get their time. Um, 
And then again, I've had clients who, you know, they're refugees and they just were coming from countries where the time was absolutely not recorded. Um, so that can be a struggle. Um, you can do what's called a chart rectification. I don't personally offer it. Um, and it's pretty pricey because it's literally an astrologer like sitting down with you and going through all of these like specific major moments in your life to kind of like narrow down what your rising sign might be. Um, and so the rising sign changes around every hour, two hours. Um, so that's why, you know, if you're giving someone or if you're giving me or a different astrologer a time frame of like, oh, I think it was between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m., um, that could really change the um, rising sign between two to three different uh, rising signs. And that's going to shift all of your houses and it's going to shift where all of the planets are. And that's a big deal because <laughs> when we're talking about things like transits um, and even just looking at your birth chart, it, it doesn't give accuracy and it won't resonate and it won't connect and it won't actually be you. So it's really, really important. Um, if you Again, if you aren't able to find that, um, you can still glean a lot without it. You'll still be able to know where a majority of the planets are. Um, the moon might be kind of the iffiest thing, but again, you'll still have the other personal planets and the outer planets and the aspects. Um, and I've given readings off of that alone and it's still really um, been helpful for that person. Um, but unfortunately, the birth time is very, very, very important. So even if you don't have yours, if you wanna have kids in the future, Please write that write it down as soon as they're born. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's important. Yeah. Okay. So that's good to know. Because I was always wondering, you know, I know my mom told me my birth time, but she's like, I think it's like within, you know, these five or ten minutes, whatever. But um, I'll have to follow up on that. So you were talking about doing these types of readings. What other types of readings do you do? Is it typically birth chart or, um, I mean, I've seen that like on your Instagram, you do mini readings. So what would someone expect if they were going to come to you for a reading? Um, yeah, I mainly do birth chart readings. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I do. There's different kind of versions of it. Like, you know, if you just want to learn again about yourself at a soul level, um, kind of my main reading is, Hey, hi, let's like introduce you to you. Um, but then I have other readings where um, it's more people kind of checking in on, on what's coming up for them. Um, maybe they're going through big changes. Um, maybe they're looking for a specific date to, you know, get married or to launch a business. Um, but typically um, when people book a reading with me, um, they're looking for some sort of kind of clarity or guidance or reassurance. Um, usually when it comes to purpose. It tends to really be purpose. Um, and again, a greater understanding of who they are at a soul level, um, because they're just like, look, <laughs> I know I did not come down here just to work and like slave away at my job. Like this is not it. So why am I actually yeah. here? Um, so that's, that's mainly what I do. Um, and yeah, we just sit down and we have very candid conversations. Um, you know, as open as people are with me is as much as I'm able to give them insight and information. Um, and I never push, you know, I'm just here to, you know, meet people where they're at. That's totally fine. Um, but yeah, the more people share, the more I'm able to give kind of perspective of what I see in their chart, um, in their, in their birth chart, but also in the transits um, and the transits, the transiting planets are where the planets currently are. And as they move through the sky, they move through your chart and they activate different areas of life. And that's what creates changes, opportunities, challenges, um, you know, success, loss, 
all of it. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's so interesting. I uh, can't wait to do one with you. Um, <laughs> but so like that cycle, are we talking about like a moon cycle? Is that the period of time, like as everything's shifting or does that make sense? Maybe that question doesn't make sense. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, so each planet moves at a different rate. So obviously the moon cycle, again, people are pretty familiar with, um, but you know, Saturn takes two and a half years to move through a sign. Um, Pluto can take up to 32 years to move through a sign. Um, so yeah, it just really depends on the planet. Okay. I wasn't, I mean, as you were talking about people coming to you for like periods of change or, you know, purpose, it's kind of like they can use you as a therapist because once they like, does that sound right? I feel like if they have, they have their initial meeting with you, they find out a lot about themselves and then they want to make a big change and they can like kind of get that validation from you or not, depending on what the time is. Do people do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. That's, that's, that's it. Yep. <laughs> I yeah, was kind it's of so interesting. It is interesting. I mean, I'm really grateful that I'm able to um, meet people in these moments. And I feel like most of the time, even though I am kind of acting in a therapist role, it's more of me just really um, kind of deeply listening. And then also, again, just really giving them um, information about themselves where they feel really seen. And oftentimes when people do want to make a big change, the things that I'm speaking to, again, because it's their birth chart, it's it's speaking to their soul. It's speaking to them. So they're like, oh yeah, okay. That, that actually does feel right. Even if it's something that's, you know, deep, deep down. So a great example is my client turned student turned now peer because she's turned into an astrologer, astrologer. Um, and also my friend, um, our first reading together, she was working in, um, something like, finance or something like that, like investing. I don't even know. She was working in New York doing some big like investing and in, I think investment banking. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, I just kind of see in your chart, like something like kind of a big shift, maybe very like spiritual in nature. Have you ever thought about, you know, like any sort of like, I don't know, like shaman work or anything like that? Cause she has a lot of like Scorpio Pluto energy and she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> and now she's an astrologer. Um, oh my so, gosh. you know, even though she said no and she flat out was like, I just don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, that actually spoke to something deep within her that was like, actually, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> she's probably feeling so fulfilled now or aligned. Yes, yeah. absolutely. She totally is. So again, even if, you know, I'm having a conversation and at the time someone's like, oh no, I don't, I don't know if I see myself doing that or that doesn't really resonate. Um, I've often had people come back and be like, oh, guess what? Surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say for me. I'm sure Victoria is going to be right mm -hmm. behind me on that one. Um, so when people are looking for an astrologer to do these types of readings, is there like a certification? Are you kind of just feeling who you vibe with? I mean, is how do we know that we're getting someone who knows what they're talking about? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, you can go the route of looking for someone who um, has been kind of certified or gone to school, um, but you don't necessarily need to go to school to be an astrologer. Um, like I'm completely self-taught. Um, I think it's really about definitely trusting your intuition and using discernment, um, you know, checking things like testimonials, 
Um, you know, if you can get a recommendation from a friend, that's amazing. Um, there's a lot of astrologers out there, but I think what sets astrologers apart is their ability to um, really be compassionate and to really be present um, and to really, yeah, to really be able to offer like wisdom and insight and guidance, um, but also really to direct you back to you. Um, so even if I'm giving advice to someone, um, I'm also trying to um, support them in their own kind of understanding or options or um, choices um, that they want to make. Because ultimately, you know, I'm just here for a second. <laughs> they're living their life. Um, so I think discernment is kind of key because, again, there, there are astrologers that go to schools, um, but that still doesn't necessarily make them good astrologers. Um, so if you can find one um, that, again, is really highly recommended, um, has a lot of followers, um, even if you find one that you really like, maybe like Channy Nicholas or Stephen Forrest, um, those are really, really big astrologers. If you go to their websites, um, you know, they have people who have trained under them. So that might be a good place to start if you feel more comfortable with finding someone who has that more um, structured uh, training training yeah. if you will yeah I mean it sounds still like I'm going back to therapy because I think that's what most people are familiar with it's just like finding you can go to a therapist you realize you know they could be trained in whatever they're licensed and you still don't have a connection with them and they're not helping you so it's kind of the same thing like you just want someone who's going to listen to you and hear you and that makes total sense but I don't think a lot of people think of astrologers in that type of really connected way which is interesting. And I'm glad that we're able to put that out there because, you know, it's a new way to think about it. Not just like you're opening, you know, a random website and looking up what your daily horoscope is. So I'm glad we got to share that. And speaking of opening websites, I have, I have CoStar on my phone. That's kind of <laughs> what I use, but do you have like a favorite app that you use or a website that you use um, or that you, I don't know, just for the masses? I do. So this is, I guess, potentially semi-controversial and now I will never be able to work at CoStar, but I actually don't like CoStar. <laughs> okay. That's um, okay. Yeah. And the reason being, and I've told this to so many people, um, but they send notifications that are so vague and sometimes can be very, um, I don't know if concerning is the right word, but just very like nebulous or poetic. And I feel like it's not actually offering you anything substantial. So my favorite astrology app is called Time Passages, um, and it kind of takes more uh, getting used to because it's not as like poetic and artsy, um, but it's giving you, you know, astrology. It's giving you like truth. So it'll show you like, oh, okay, transiting Saturn is squaring your Mercury. This is what, you know, that typically looks like. This is what you're learning from that. This is how long it's lasting. Um, so again, it's not as, you know, kind of like, fanciful and whimsical, but again, it's giving you actual astrology in a way that I feel like is less kind of um, fear-based and nebulous. Um, another good one is Pattern, The Pattern. Um, I like that one as well, especially now that they started showing what the aspects actually are, what the transits are. Um, and then websites, there's so many. Um, that's, a, again, another place to use discernment because sometimes it's just, it depends on the astrologer, right? Because that's the thing with 
with astrology and with astrologers, astrologers are basically translators of the stars. So their translations, of course, are going to be super subjective and they're going to come with bias. So you're going to need to, you know, seek out an astrologer that, you know, you resonate with. And so some astrologers just have a viewpoint that can be very cynical or, um, catastrophic or just like very like intense. Um, so, you know, some that I like that I feel like are a little bit less, <laughs> less intense. Um, some websites I like are Astrofix, um, Astrology King, his can sometimes, his um, interpretations can sometimes be a little bit um, intense, but he's great at what he does. Um, Astro Butterfly. Um, and then some astrologers I like, again, Stephen Forrest. Um, he's a legend in astrology. Um, Mark Jones, he's great. Suzanne Gerber. And then of course, you know, Chani Nicholas. Um, she's wonderful as well. Thank you for all the recommendations. It's funny you say that about CoStar because I've had like a bunch of different apps on my phone and, and sometimes I use them often and sometimes I don't at all, but I've deleted and deleted CoStar so many times because I get mm -hmm. sick of it. And then I'll like not even know where to go. So I'll just re-download it again. Um, so I guess I have a love-hate relationship with it also, <laughs> interestingly enough. Um, okay, so do you have, like, is there anything that you can tell us about what's going on in the universe right now? Like, anything cool going on? Or, like, a little brief 2023 outlook? Or just something to kind of leave everyone with for, for the rest of the year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the interesting thing about 2023 is that a lot of planets are moving into different signs. Um, and so I was actually just talking about this last night with my um, friend who's also an astrologer. Um, and she was kind of talking about 2023 as this idea of it having a lot of chapters. And she was saying that because, again, all of these planets are moving into different signs. And so when a planet moves into a different sign, um, it creates a, a kind of new theme that the collective is working through and under. Um, so we're learning different lessons. We're feeling different energy. Um, we're working with different elements. We're working with different modalities. Um, and the nice thing about 2023 is, you know, the past two years, we've had, um, you know, Uranus and Saturn in this really tense square. And we've seen that, you know, throughout the pandemic, throughout figuring out like the old versus the new, um, and it's been very, very challenging. Um, but this year there is that square is done <laughs> and there's actually more positive and helpful aspects in the cosmos. Um, so when I think about 2023, you know, I just think about how much this year is going to bring in a lot of change, um, especially in relation to us all, um, both collectively, but individually, um, doing things that we've never done before trying new things, going new places. Um, there's going to be a lot of fast moving energy, but at the same time, we're going to be asked to um, also really like trust and kind of lean into those continued um, like self-care practices that we've been doing while the North Node has been in Taurus. Um, but yeah, so biggest shifts, Pluto's moving into Aquarius um, for a couple of months. Um, and this is exciting. <laughs> That's the word I'm going to use. Um, this is exciting because Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. Um, and wherever transiting Pluto is, um, it shows where, you know, we are kind of purging things where we are, um, being shown, um, corruption, um, where things are being exposed. 
Um, and so in the sign of Capricorn, that has to do with um, systems and structures that are more traditional in nature. So if you think about things like the government, if you think, think about things like banks, if you think about things like hierarchies, um, you know, thinking about, right, even if we think about the queen, <laughs> the queen passing away, um, and Harry and Meghan leaving um, the monarchy, things like that. Um, so that's really been, you know, there's been this focus on, again, kind of um, exposing different areas of corruption in those kind of Capricorn um, systems. Um, but also wherever Pluto is, is where there is power. So right now there has been still this continued, um, I guess, power um, with those with those places. And it's frustrating because Capricorn is this, this energy of tradition. So it's kind of just like, well, this is how... This is just how things are. This is just how we've always done things. Um, and so with this shift into Aquarius, um, this is the beginning of um, a shift into, you know, power moving into the hands of the people. Um, the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius, the constitution was written. And if you think about that, it's we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. But the problem with, right, we the people is who actually was the people when that was written. And so that's where, again, there's going to be kind of this, this big shift as we think about, okay, government shouldn't have this much power. You know, all of these different systems and structures should not have this much power. Because um, again, it's like Capricorn is all things business, corporations, you know, like pharmaceutical companies. Um, all of that is going to be kind of like, hopefully, in my opinion, <laughs> um, reckoned with or upended, um, again, as we start to um, really examine like, hey, who do these systems and structures actually support? Um, but again, this is just for a brief, brief moment. It's March 23rd um, through June 11th, um, but then it goes in for good next year. Um, and so it's going to be there until, um, well, it's, it's in Aquarius for 21 years. So Again, we're just getting like a teaser, taster, tester. Oh my tester. gosh, that is crazy. Yes. So that's something I'm really excited about because again, it's like the Capricorn energy is so, you know, if we think about the Zodiac, each sign is learning from each other. And so Capricorn comes first and then Aquarius is after. And so Aquarius looks at Capricorn and it says, hey, great. You have a certain way of doing things. That's awesome. How can I better, you know, those ways of doing things? How can I innovate th those ways of doing things? Um, so that's again, a huge, huge shift because it's been there since 2008. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. When you said the constitution, I was like, what? <laughs> that is insane. Um, well, that sounds very interesting. I can't wait to see what happens in 2023. Um, because I'm ready for some shifts to take place. So in my own yeah. life. I know. Even just some of the stuff that you're saying, I'm like, okay, noted, noted. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. <laughs> um, well, Pooja, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you taking the time um, to chat with us. But before you leave, is there anything that maybe we didn't get to cover that you wanted to perhaps put out there for our audience? You know, I think I got so hyped on Pluto and Aquarius, but I think just to give one last kind of send off for 2023, you know, a big focus is also about us as individuals. Um, there's so many different planet shifts that, that reflect that. And so um, a lot of this year is going to be about 
connecting with ourselves, understanding who we are as individuals, loving ourselves. Um, and it's kind of this, um, this idea too of the more that you heal and love and work on yourself, the more that you are actually supporting and helping those around you, the more that you are encouraging them to do the same, the more that you are healing the collective. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just really want to encourage people to understand themselves better, to love themselves more. Um, you know, before I hopped on this podcast, I was actually out hiking and I drew this, um, this Oracle card and it's called heaven sent. And I was like, Ooh, is this about my new boo thing? Because I definitely feel that way. Um, but then when I actually sat with it, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like my guide saying that I am heaven sent. And that made me cry. Cause I was like, what do you mean? I don't feel that way at all. And then, um, I actually, you know, thought about that in terms of everyone else too. It's like, how can we all see that we are heaven sent? How can we all see that our impact in each other's lives can be such a beautiful blessing? Um, how can we see that we are here for a very specific reason? The things that excite us, the things that call to us, the things that light us up, they are for a reason. They are why we are here. We are heaven sent to do those things. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, how beautiful, like what a better world it would be if everyone was that like introspective and just took the time to learn more about themselves and work on themselves and all of that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, one thing we do like to do before we end our little chats is um, ask if you have a mantra that keeps you motivated each day. A mantra. I don't know if I necessarily have a mantra. Um, I just really try to do three things each day. Um, okay. Like one thing that is about connection, whether that's me connecting to myself or to, you know, the divine, my something greater. Um, one thing that is movement, um, whether that's hiking or yoga. Um, and then one thing that is stillness, whether that's journaling, meditation, um, because I'm a Gemini, so I have so many words. Like, I couldn't choose one <laughs> mantra. I would be giving you a book like I'm doing yeah. right now. <laughs> no, I love that, though. Those are um, great reminders and something everyone should try to do every day. So appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, okay, cool. Well, well, tell us how people can contact you if they're interested in maybe booking a reading with you or if they want to follow your journey. Yeah. So you can follow along on Instagram at Pooja Robinson. It's just my name. Um, and then if you want to book a reading, you can do that through um, my website, PoojaRobinson.com. Um, and then I actually just started a podcast of my own with my friend. Um, he's also an astrologer and that's called Mutual Reception. Um, so you can find that again through my Instagram or just through you know Spotify, Apple, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'm Thank glad you, you mentioned so that. Yeah, I actually listened to your first episode and you guys have a really good like vibe and banter. It's very, <laughs> very cute. So anyone who is interested in astrology, definitely check out their podcast. And we'll just stay connected. Thank you so much. And looking forward to seeing you for a for a reading. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah, take care and we will talk soon. All right. Thanks for listening to the Busy People Podcast. You can find highlights from today's episode in the show notes. 
Please support us by sharing this episode, leaving a rating or review, and subscribing to the show. And to catch all the latest from us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Busy People Podcast. Join us next time for another enlightening conversation because you're never too busy to learn something new.